Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners i know we all love to clink clink but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back you know what i mean are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year well recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are zero percent alcohol made with real fruit only 25 calories or less sweetened with agave infused with functional ingredients and they taste just like your favorite cocktails just without the alcohol i love the recess paloma because i love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Housewives of True Crime. Monday edition. Monday. The sun is shining. The weather is sweet. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) It is not in Texas. Well, hopefully by Monday it will be. But on Thursday, it is still frozen over and I'm frozen inside. I actually had to just to record out here, I had to take my blow dryer because I have a a little space heater, but it got frozen over. So I had to blow dry it just to record. Oh, you're roughing it. I'm Well, it's like camping. Oh, I roughed it this week, Tab. I volunteered for a field trip. I'm, I am finally recovered from this trip today. But all day yesterday, I was out of commission. I volunteered down here. We have like, I mean, it's a tall ship. It, if you don't know, it's like a pirate ship picture Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. In our harbor. And so it's a really cool thing that all the schools around here in fourth grade, the kids get to go spend the night on the boat. Fun fact, they have to do two nights of overnight sleepovers because they used to have two ships, but they only have one ship now because nobody checked on the boat during COVID and the other one sank. Oh, yeah. Anywho, grateful for the one left. And, you know, I love boats. So I thought that'd be a real good time. And I just imagined, you know, we're going to go. We're going to learn about boaty stuff. And I got a nice sleeping bag. Go to bed. Get up in the morning. Be kind of fun. Yes. Not so fun. Well, it was fun for the children. I mean, some of them were brought to tears because it is fucking freezing. 40 degrees. They make these kids work the whole time. It is like seeing what your kids would be like at boot camp. The second oh. they get there, they're like, okay, I, I, and shit, you know, and they're like a little bit mean to them. My God. And the kids just eat it up and they make them swap the decks and I don't know, all this crap with ropes. 
and then they make them do night watch all night long. <laughs> it's like torture, dude. <laughs> it's freezing. And they have to write in this little log book. And like, we never leave the harbor. So they're like, you know, hey, a, a seal barked and a couple of drunk guys got in a fight in the parking lot. My gosh. <laughs> That literally happened. That's like real sailor shit, man. Oh my gosh. I was so tired, like dying. And the kids are like, how much longer? You're like, too long. Even like, 10 minutes I'm really is sorry. too long. I didn't long. know I was in for this. I had to have my husband come down and bring us some jackets. I'm telling you, I did not get it. But yeah. some of the moms looked at me like, you're kidding me, right? With my sweatshirt. Like, that's all you have? They, like, oh, offered they, to, like, take off knew. their clothes. Yeah. They were just dropping they their knew. kids off. They didn't sign up. They were like, we're no dummies. Uh, oh, that's why that other school that's doing this has no one signed oh. up because they all talk. Yeah, they remembered because they were like, oh, I did this when I was in the fourth grade. Like, you have no idea. I was like, what, yes. what are you talking about? <laughs> well, that sounds balls to the walls and you're doing it again. So congratulations. Bring your snow gear. I am, and I'm going to be so prepared for when I do it for the other kid next week. Yes. I, I have been also wearing my snow gear inside my house I cannot believe because that. it's that cold here and it's ice. So it's not even snow, which sucks because the kids at least could like go out in the snow, but it's literally iced over. It rained last night at 30 degrees, which I don't even know how that's possible, but it did. And now we have a big sheet of ice. And my friend's kid actually was using his um, hockey, hockey skates on his driveway. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. So Well, it's a lifetime anyhow. of memories. Oh, that's what they keep Family saying. Family bonding time. <laughs> they also said that, like, this shit doesn't happen in, like, 100 years. <laughs> and every year it's happened yeah. since I've been here. So, like... You kind of are that person. Like, if there's, like, a drug that has, like, a weird side effect, you have that. <laughs> it happens to me. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> it is so true. I put on my fancy lipstick today. And if you're watching on YouTube, you could see it. Um, pouring it up. Gretchen says I look <laughs> like a whore. I think it's cute. But we are on YouTube now, so go to Housewives of True Crime YouTube and you will see us. Please subscribe there and also subscribe on Apple if you guys listen there. Anyways, are you ready for some crime? I am. Do tell. All right, Gretchy Poo, guess where this case comes out of? Texas. Texas. You're right. (laughs) I mean, I kind of said it last week, but it just is what it is. Texas has a lot of crime and they like to talk about it. So (laughs) it's a big state. We'll give them that. It is Mm -hmm. with a lot of guns. True. Yeah. So this one comes out of Katy, Texas, to be exact, which has been on the radar since 2020 because it's one of those small towns suburb of Houston that has a A plus rating for its school system. So people like to move there. Mm-hmm. It has about 24,000 people that live there and you can find a super nice house for around 350,000 still Ooh. to this day. Most houses are under 500,000. The only thing I will say about the Houston area is it is humid. Like, I know. Much you, more Yes, yes, humid. yes. But how are they doing in Houston right now? Are they icy? You know, let's look. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe Houston wins that Houston-Dallas rivalry. I don't think it does because um, my dear friend Nina lives in Houston. And every time she comes up here, she's like, it's so much better. Okay, Houston is 41 degrees at the moment. Okay. So it is a little bit, it doesn't look like it's iced over. That's how cold it was when I was doing night watch on the boat with the children. Yeah, so that's still pretty damn cold. It's 34 here. Oh, I don't know. Six degrees difference, seven degrees. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it probably does. I cannot stress how traumatic this was. Let me just tell you. (laughs) We had to. She's never going to stop talking about it. Like you have to wake these kids up for their shift every two hours. 
and you have to like pull them out like undo their sleeping bags and be like no you're up and they're crying no yeah that's crazy that's torture for a child boot camp (laughs) so bananas that you had to do that And you have to do it two more times because you have two other kids. Oh, no. I told my, my husband that he has to volunteer for my son. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, okay. he couldn't even handle that I was down there doing this. Okay. Like something Bodie and he wasn't involved. He came down and spied on us. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my daughter is like, just do I know my, it's crazy, but iPhone. I just, I, I, I think I saw dad. Oh, and he was, she was right. She was right. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So Katie, it's a very Texas town where Friday nights are for football and the high school football star is the town hero. And back in the late 1980s, David Temple was that guy, the star lineman at Katie high school. He was a big dude, good looking. And according to his coaches took charge on the field. He didn't like to lose and David made sure he didn't. He was a real competitive guy to his core and his parents, golden boy. I mean, what Texas dad doesn't want to have a star football son? Let me tell you, the third grade dads around here and where I live in Dallas, they all think their son is the next town hero. Lame. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I don't get it, but I'm also not from here. So I just, I I mean, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just pictured douchery. Just let them be what they want. Whatever. Listen, I don't want to say much because, you know, I don't want to be like ousted in the town. Okay. Because I probably already am. But the redeeming quality about that is that there's no shortage of coaches around here, right? And there are dads that are very involved with their children. So I will take that over, you know, I'll take douchery and dads being involved with their children. That's, yeah. Over some dad that doesn't give a shit about his kids. Okay. Which I just read about Paris Hilton's husband has a child that he's never, ever been involved with that really just chaps my fucking hide yeah that's not nice no it's not nice and now he has a new kid to Mm. look after anyways okay in their future (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) yeah better help talk space one of those all of them fuck they're gonna need it all okay david was the dream child he was you know the high school football star. And after high school, David went to play football for a college called Stephen F. Austin State College in Nacogdoches, Texas. This is where he met his future wife, Belinda Lucas. Belinda grew up in Nacogdoches. And I hope I'm saying that right, but this is like a really weird word. And she was a real disco biscuit. She was voted the most spirited in high school. She was bubbly and friendly and liked to have a good time. David was instantly attracted to Belinda and friends said that they were just one of those perfect couples. You know, Mm -hmm. they both were cute. She was Miss Spirit and he was like the football player. What more could you ask for? My opinion. So it didn't take long for David to fall head over heels um, for Belinda and propose to her right on the 50-yard line. Shoot. That is very (laughs) Texas. I bet they celebrated with some steaks afterwards. Some barbecue. Mm -hmm. They don't, uh, what do they, they have here? It's, we have tri-tip in California. Oh, brisket. Yeah, brisket brisket here. Yeah. After graduation and a wedding, the two moved back to Katie's Texas to be next to David's parents. David's parents adored Belinda and Belinda adored them just the same. She had no problem living right by them. But the rumor on the street was that David wasn't a super fan of Belinda's parents who still lived in Nacogdoches. So they would argue from time to time about the fact that they never saw Belinda's parents or her family. Um, and David often would call them trash. That's rough. Yes, it is rough. Um, 
and not nice. Yeah, and not nice. But yeah, but it seemed lots like of people. Just, I would think. I mean, lots of people. No one I know has a difficult relationship with their in-laws, but calling them trash. That's extra. That's extra. Yeah, that that's. Extra. I mean, that probably came out after arguments and like heated moments when you you say shit that you shouldn't say. Yeah, you know. But still, I've, I've that's that like. Before. I mean, I haven't would, said anybody that was would trash, be but very make it a very very difficult thing. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. So David and Belinda were both teachers at the local high schools. Belinda taught special ed at Katie High, <gasps> which was David's alma mater. I know. Love we just love a special ed teacher. Ed teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. And David, of course, uh, was the high school football coach at a neighboring high school called Leaf Hastings. Just after a few years, Belinda and David welcomed a son, Evan, and he was real cute. They just adored him. Belinda was a great mom. And, you know, that has to be true because she was a special ed teacher. So... That was the one redeeming thing about this field trip was that a special ed teacher was like the teacher. And oh, at the and so we got on like peas and carrots. She was so sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's really like they definitely they're a different breed are the best. Yeah, they are a yeah. different breed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can if you can have multiple special ed children and that's all you do, yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah. So Anyways, so, you know, Belinda was like a great, a great mom. Belinda and Evan actually spent a lot of time together, especially during the football season, because if anyone knows about football, especially here, those coaches are gone all the time. They just eat, breathe and live football for a good portion of the year. So at that time, Belinda was pretty much a single mom. Belinda also was very close to another football coach's wife. Her name was Tammy Harland. Her husband, Quentin, coached alongside David. So the ladies knew what each other was going through during those like harder times when the guys were always gone and the football games and the practices ran late and all that stuff. So these girls were true best friends. In mid-1998, Belinda found out that she was pregnant with the couple's little girl. She was super excited to have this baby and already picked out the name Erin Ashley for this little princess. Oh, shout out. We know an Erin Ashley. I know. We do. Isn't that that interesting? I was like, oh my gosh. So funny. I haven't heard that together before, but that's what our friend's name is. So... Anyways, when little Evan was just three and a half years old and Belinda eight months pregnant with Aaron, tragedy stuck. The tragedy struck the Temple family. On January 11th, 1999, Belinda got a call from Evan's daycare stating that Evan had a fever and needed to be sent home early. Belinda ran to get him, but she had a work meeting that she had to attend. So she called David to meet her at home to watch Evan. While she went to the meeting, the meeting ended around 3:20, 3:30, somewhere around there. And then Belinda went to her in-laws to pick up some soup that they had made for their sick grandchild. Belinda was there just a few minutes chatting um, and made it home sometime shortly after four o'clock. When Belinda got home, according to David, he told her that he was going to take Evan to the park let her rest a little bit. So once they got to the park, he decided that park was too small. So they were going to head to another park, but little Evan was thirsty. So David decided to pop into the grocery store to grab a couple of drinks. David is seen on surveillance, leaving that store at 438. Then David decided to go to Home Depot which should be no more than 15 minutes away, but it took David 37 minutes. David says this was because of traffic, but in a town of 24,000, I can't imagine that there's that much traffic. Um, But he was seen entering the store at 514. There was no surveillance of David leaving Home Depot. Once he did get in the car, David said he just kind of said, forget going to a park and just went back home so he could eat dinner with Belinda before she went to go play bunko with some friends. 
right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I play Bunko too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually am going to play Bunko next Tuesday. Right. So please don't kill me before. David got home around 5.30 and got Evan out of the car, but left him in the garage to run in and tell Belinda that he was home. And he said he was going to go back out to the garage to let Evan ride his bike. Also, all of this sounds really interesting to have a child to me that has a fever and was sent home sick. Right. Right. Is that like a red flag? Is your kid not sick? But I don't know. My husband would let him. My husband is like, you know, he seriously, I am the bad person. The boy was sick last week and I didn't take him to his swim lesson, even though like I sent him to school, you know, but like he's been on antibiotics, you know, he's like better. But I'm like, but he still has a little bit of cough. I'm like, we can skip swimming. Right. Yes. My husband's still pissed. He's fine. But your son is your son is also nine and this kid was three. Oh, yeah. So extra crazy. Also, my husband was like, I'm lazy because I didn't want to take the bronchitis child on a hike this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, so maybe David is like Jeremiah. Yeah, Psycho. OK, <laughs> well, Hopefully in only that way. Okay. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay, So when David walked inside, uh, he saw that his back door had what looked to be a break-in, had glass all around it. So he immediately ran to the garage, grabbed Evan and went to the neighbor's house. He told his neighbor, it looked like there was a break-in and please watch Evan and call 911. David then ran back to the house as the male neighbor followed in suit, having his wife watch Evan and call 911. David ran into the house through the back door and did not wait for his neighbor who was calling behind him to wait up and let him help him. David shut the gate behind him, leaving the neighbor out, and he ran upstairs to find Belinda slumped over in her master closet with a gunshot wound to her head. David immediately calls 911 and tells them that there was a break-in and his wife was not living anymore. She had no pulse. And when they asked him to do CPR, he said he could not do that because her face was missing. Yeah, bad. Police arrived shortly after, but like the neighbor, they could not access the home through the back because... David and Belinda had this vicious dog. They had a large black chow that was like overprotective and would basically bite your head off oh if God. you came Don't come for near. me, chow owners, but I've met very sweet chows. Those dogs are one or the other. I know. And Psycho this one was the other. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. I've known the sweetest well, chow in the world and the meanest. Yeah, this one was mean. Mean, mean, mean. The child was in the backyard jumping against the gate when the police got close and like, you know, showing his teeth. And yeah. So after like many attempts to call David down, um, he finally, he finally came. Uh, he got the dog and put the dog in the garage so the police could access the scene. When police walked into the house, it looked like things were off. The TV was moved. It was put on the floor. There were some drawers open in a buffet that they had. There were some things open in their bedroom, but nothing looked to be missing. David's watch, his wedding ring, and some other jewelry was sitting on a dish in their room in plain sight. Why was he not wearing his wedding ring? Excuse me. I know. Well, I don't know. Or maybe I do know, and I haven't told you yet. Oh, okay. So Belinda was shot in the back of the head while kneeling on her knees, execution style, in her master bedroom closet. And this is a little graphic, so I'm sorry, um, but the blood and brain matter were blown onto her clothes in her closet. But when police arrived, they had noticed that the clothes had been moved over on the rod And her body had been pulled out a bit, um, but they thought maybe it had been pulled out because David needed to see if Belinda was still living. 
Okay. Belinda's keys were found in the middle of the stairs, which is a weird place in my opinion, but David said that's where she usually dropped her keys when she came home. I would say... I don't like it. That's probably not where she drops her keys, but okay. Shotgun bullet fragments and casings Especially if you have a three-year-old. We all know how kids love keys and they'll just pick them up like they want to play with them. That kid would be dropping those those keys... Yeah, you would never find would never do that. You just wouldn't. A mom would just wouldn't do that. Okay. Okay. I agree with that. So shotgun bullet fragments and casings were found along with two guns in the home, but the shells were consistent with a 12 gauge shotgun. And those two guns found in the home were not uh, the murder weapon. Upon an autopsy, it looked as if she was just shot one time with the gun pressed up against her head. So, of course, police immediately want to ask David what he knows, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the first person we look at. They took him to the police station to question his actions that day, and he basically told them what I just told you. They questioned him about the broken door in the back, the, like, glass panel. So if you can imagine, they had, like, six glass panels and one being broken where the the perpetrator could kind of put his hand in and unlock the door with the key that they had in it from the inside in the deadbolt area. Right. So, um, they, they questioned that because where the glass had been looked like it had been broken. If the door was open, not if the door was closed, like if the door was closed, the glass would have gotten on the couch and there was no glass on the couch. Right. That made David a little agitated. He's like, people have been in and out of this house. So maybe the glass has just been kicked around. Who knows? But this was sus to the investigators. David did get real agitated when he was questioned so much. But I don't know. I, I think maybe I would get agitated too if I didn't kill my husband and people were kind of like looking at me like I did. Okay, I'll tell you the differences. What? You would get agitated, yeah, if they were questioning you so much about every little thing and something happened, but you wouldn't try to explain how it could have been that way, like, unless you're fucking guilty. Like, right. you wouldn't say like, oh, well, so many people have blah, 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 blah. You would just say, hey, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. He also did not cry. So, I mean... I don't know if that is just a manly big football player thing, but that would be sus to me. I think you would at least be crying a little bit if your wife just died. Yeah. Yeah. Brutally. And you have a three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, she's eight months pregnant. So she was going to have your baby. Your baby just died also. Yeah. You know, I think that would, and if you were excited to have a child, then you would be pretty upset about that too. Mm -hmm. So police also questioned many, many neighbors and most of them said everything seemed pretty normal that day in that very, very narrow, like 30 minutes to an hour timeframe when this could have happened. One neighbor checked her mail at that time. Another came home from picking up her kids. No one saw the temple's dog barking. So that was a little bit interesting. But David said that's because the dog was in the garage. However, in the garage was a full bowl of dog food. Um, and big dogs to me seem to like eat their food real quick. Yeah. Right. They don't seem to be like grazer dogs. Like my little chihuahuas do not are not food hungry dogs like they will leave their freaking food there all day but any big dog I know it's like Mm -hmm. you put the food in the bowl and it's freaking gone but I guess it's possible this dog wasn't a foodie one neighbor did say that they saw a white car speeding in the neighborhood around 435 with a few people with baseball caps on in the neighborhood look like neighborhood kids And then some kids in the back house, um, like the house that lived in the back, said they heard a big boom when they were watching a movie around 432. 
both of those incidents, I say are questionable. Like that gives me pause when I think of a speeding car with a bunch of baseball hats and a big boom by some kids. But if it was a robbery, it just didn't add up because nothing was taken. Actually, not until days later did investigators get word on a news report that a few pieces of jewelry were reported missing to an insurance company. David reported that a couple watches and some expensive women's jewelry actually was missing. He put an insurance report on that. And that was also a red flag because in the crime scene photos, you see David's watch and his wedding ring and all the other jewelry in plain sight. And her jewelry box was still there with like totally intact, not even open. Mm. And again, like, why wasn't he wearing his wedding ring? Uh, It's like a red flag. It's like in the middle of the day, dude. Yeah. But there's no evidence that David had anything to do with his wife's murder, even if they thought he did, right? There's no gun to tie him or anyone at the moment to the crime. David was a hunter. And although they didn't find a 12-gave shotgun in his possession or at the house, his friends did say that he owned one. But there was another guy that investigators were given a lead to. This guy's name was Riley Joe Sanders. And actually, he was a kid. He was 16 at the time. Riley went to the high school that Belinda taught at and was a student at Belinda's. And she tutored him from time to time. He was a real shithead. Okay. He wanted to just smoke pot all day and sleep. And he missed over 100 days of school. Belinda had spoken to his parents about Riley's delinquency and he did get in trouble for it. He got grounded. Riley also had been involved in some petty theft and ran with a bunch of kids that were like him. Kids I would call punks. I knew a lot of them in high school. I maybe even dated one of the likes for a hot second. Mm -hmm. Riley was questioned. He handed over guns, including a 12-gauge shotgun, um, and he gave a lie detector test in which he did not pass. So Riley's lie detector test asked a question that said, do you know who killed Belinda Temple? And Riley's answer was no. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is 
It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice. And my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh. 
fresh and clean, Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well, then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Riley's intelligence is also questionable. I was going to say, right? she's special ed, right? Yes. And he was doing a lot of drugs at the time. He also supposedly did some LSD. And what I read is that, you know, it asks if he knew, but at the time, everybody thought it was David. So in his mind, he did know who it was, possibly. And they didn't ask him, did you kill Belinda? which would have maybe made it more accurate. That's why I love a lie detector test, but I'm afraid of them. Oh, yeah. Right? Like if they ask the wrong question and my mind is always spinning, I'm afraid I'm going to think the wrong thing and I'm going to fuck myself up. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's what happened, but I will say it's possible. It's plausible. Fuck, he might have been stoned when he got there. You know, who knows? Yeah. But, and this is probably why they don't. They're not admissible. Admit, admit yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. in court. Yeah. Um, but just put that in your back pocket, okay? Okay. So police got a call right after this murder from a person that worked with David that said he thought, or they, I don't know if it was a he or she, thought that, um, they should look into a woman named Heather Scott, that Heather might have some knowledge or be a witness or something to this murder. Heather was a teacher at the same school that David taught at and was well known around the school because she was hot and she was also having an affair with David. Damn. Yeah. So this piqued the interest of the police even more and it piques my interest too. So it turns out that Heather came in prancing into that school year, 1998-1999 school year, with these men just trailing behind her. She was immediately invited to the coach's happy hours, and she liked to flirt with them. She actually first flirted with Tammy's husband, Quentin, and they maybe even had a little thing. But that was not going to happen with David around because, you know, Mr. David is Mr. Competitive. And so he swooped in and took over dating Heather right away. David would call his affair to the police casual and not really an affair. But the more the investigators dug, the more that they saw that this relationship was actually moving pretty fast. Heather also at first denied the intensity of the relationship, but soon decided to tell investigators the truth. This was definitely more than a fling. Heather told them that on January 5th, she tried to tell David that maybe they should see 
maybe they shouldn't see each other. I assume that this is because she felt a little guilty that she was fucking another woman's husband. Yeah. And this poor lady was having a baby in a month. Mm -hmm. But then on January 8th, David tells Heather that he is in love with her. And she responds that she feels the same way, which is like total barf aroma to me. Totally. Now, this is just three days before Belinda is murdered that he's professing his love to Heather. Yeah. So David looks like a total douche canoe, as our friend Wendy would call it. Right. That's, and That's a good one. He, I know. And actually, David is a fucking douche canoe. Um, yeah. According to two people closest to Belinda, one being Tammy, her best friend, and the other, Brenda, who is Belinda's twin sister, David is a real asshole. Belinda, being a strong woman in many aspects of her life, was very submissive to David. David would call Belinda a fat ass. By the way, also when she was pregnant. Also when she wasn't pregnant. I I know you cannot hear it, but I'm giving huge eye roll right now. Like anybody that does that is, I would just wring their neck. I can't even, here's the thing. That type... I can't even be friends with you if your husband is that. Oh, I know. It's like it sucks for those women because it's like I'm not going to be able to keep my mouth shut. I'm not like so it's not going to work out. We're not going to be able to be friends. I know. I know. I would never. I couldn't. I couldn't. I would never want my husband to be friends with somebody like that. Yeah. And I couldn't also like I would be that person. I would be that friend that like tries to break up your marriage. But that is basically. also like right in the beginning when you said the whole like he calls her family trash. It's like, yeah, it's the same. It's, it's the, the same, same person. thing. It's, it's like, the same. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's being a dick and then there is. Yeah. Extra. We're not going to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. So he referred to her way often in a demeaning way over Christmas. He also called her that right in front of her sister. According to her sister, her sister also, he did not get her a birthday present for her 30th birthday, which was December 30th, just 12 days before she died. You know, actually, I mean, my husband has forgotten many birthdays and I'm now I'm remembering, you know, I, it was raining this weekend and I went to make brownies with the kids and he was like, really, I don't think any of us need those. I almost. <laughs> now, now he's a douche oh, canoe. <laughs> I made those brownies. I made them even harder. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm adding extra butter and ice cream, kids. <laughs> Don't you oh my even. God. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So she, she turned 30 December 30th, just 12 days before she died. And instead of a birthday gift, this asshole told Belinda that he was going to be going on a hunting trip and leave her home for New Year's. And Again, he did. He looked shit like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I am not talking about Jeremiah here. I promise. Um, So he, he did not do this though. Your husband would actually go hunting. What, what douche canoe did was go to Heather's house to spend new years with her. Yeah. And returned on the 2nd of January. Tammy, her best friend also told investigators that she knew he cheated on Belinda often And Belinda kind of knew it too. She would find credit card statements of his wild ways out to the strip clubs, but Belinda just kind of dealt with it. She seemed to just make it work for the sake of her children. Yeah. At David's high school reunion, David didn't bring Belinda and bragged to Tammy's husband about hooking up with his old fling from high school. When asked if he had sex with her, he said everything, but, um, and Tammy knew this. And so the next night they had like a second reunion type of thing. And Tammy insisted Belinda go to the reunion that next night, even though David didn't want her there. I used to work banquets 
I worked a lot of class reunions at this hotel when I was like a, in a bartender in the banquets. Let me tell yes. you, do not be letting your husband go to that shit alone. <laughs> it's probably These so true. Chicks are ruthless and the guys yeah. are jerks. I saw things my eyes cannot unsee. Oh, man. You check in on yeah. those reunions. Yeah, just go. Yeah, just fucking go. Even just if go. you're like going to go and then you're like, oh, they're having fun. I'll be in the room. Don't make a room. Listen, I did yeah. that. I went and I was like, okay, bounce. Like I, I, I looked around. I saw what I needed to see. Make I made my appearance. Known. And then I was like, I was like, okay, you have your time. Uh-huh. But like, I don't, I don't need to be here. Right. Perfect strategy. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, David's a real piece of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because you are a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, it doesn't mean that you are a murderer. True. Or or does it? Sometimes. Does it? But no, true. It's true. It's true. But um, let me tell you. This is like a very Scott Peterson case. I fucking do you not, was trying do you not, not to agree? say his name. Because every time we do, everyone gets all mad at me. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you some other uh, qualities that are unredeeming to this piece of shit. He actually asked Quentin how Heather was doing at his wife's funeral. He also told Quentin to tell Heather that he was sorry that she had to go through this, which is also so Scott Peterson. Yeah. Yes, but that still doesn't mean Scott Peterson did it. Scott Peterson has an alibi. Okay. Ish. Okay. Okay. But (laughs) that is. Yeah, so does this guy. He was out with his kid and he's seen on camera. Okay. Uh, Quentin also asked uh, David why he wasn't talking to the police and. Um, he said, don't you want to know who killed your wife? And David's response was, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't bring her back anyways. Now, do you remember the same response was what Nancy Brophy gave to the investigators? Also, do you remember this? That in our, um, the chef one a couple weeks ago. Well, I can only see like Nancy Brophy saying something like that, like, like a Nancy type. But uh, a football doucheroo, douche canoe, as we're now saying, he wants he wants some Texas justice, right? I know yeah. that's what I would think. You would want some Texas justice, yeah. but guess what? He's not. I mean, dude, you like you find who did this to your wife, execution style. That guy is going to be like hung, yeah, Texas style, right? So yes, I I think that sounds of guilt. Um. David also decided to continue his relationship with Heather right away, sending her flowers on Valentine's Day and then just marrying her two years later. Prosecutors really did think that David was a murderer and even brought this case to the grand jury in 1999, but they just did not have enough evidence to put it through trial. This did, however, put David on the edge, so much so that he threatened his friend Quentin and Tammy because they testified at the grand jury. He followed them and was like yelling at them to keep their mouth shut, which is totally crazy and makes me think you're fucking guilty. But still, with little evidence, the case went cold. That is until five years later. In 2004, when something finally came back from the crime lab tying David to the murder, David and Belinda's clothes both came back with the same gunshot residue on it. David had gunshot residue on his sleeves, and that's what the expert said, that it would be back there. And then most of the blowback from her head would be inside the gun, which was never found. So now we are in 2004 and the prosecutor is Kelly Siegler. Fucking love that bitch. That's that's your your girl, yeah, Kelly, I and love she Kelly. was determined to get this fucker behind bars and she did. Mm-hmm. David was arrested after 5 years and found guilty uh and in clear 
Kelly fashion, she was showy and loud and funny and very convincing. Okay, I don't think everyone is familiar with Kelly Siegler, so let's just give him a quick rundown. Listen, okay. she is like this famed prosecutor. She had a show. Um, it was like on Oxygen, Cold Justice and stuff. But before that, yeah. she kind of like made the rounds on all the crime shows. So she's like a real badass when it comes to the criminals. You know, she really she kind of like gets them by the balls. But she does when she is what it just makes her so effing endearing is that she's got this southern accent. And when she is you know, with the family or whatever. She's like, y'all, the last thing I want to do ever is break your heart. But then she and comes back like, with something like, but we're going to make that fucker <laughs> hang, <laughs> you know? Yes. And, and she's small and she's like, so you don't think this is going to come out of her mouth. And then you're like, whoa, chick. Okay. We got this. Let's go. I'm with it. I'm, I, yes. yeah. I'm, so I'm here for some Kelly Siegler. I mean, even in this case, like they were like, you know, David's like, oh, you know, I didn't really have an affair. And she's like, okay, are we going to pull a Bill Clinton here? That's right. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly's going to stick it to you. She's going to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. I like. Yeah. Okay. So, and at this time she was on the verge of getting that TV show called justice. So people say that she actually got that job because of this case. Okay. But did this fame for Kelly co- come at a cost? Some would probably say yes, and some would say no. After 10 years behind bars and plenty of appeals later, it was found that evidence was withheld from the defense. Now, in Kelly Siegler's defense, evidence that at the time that is deemed untruthful did not have to be turned over to the defense, which I can, I mean, it's pretty subjective, right? right? Like, I mean, anything you don't want to be heard can just be thought of as untruthful. Mm-hmm. There was another law at the time that allowed Kelly to seal evidence after a certain time um, from the defense seeing it, which Kelly did. And it was lawful at the time. However, the law has since been changed. And I really don't personally agree with withholding evidence ever. Yeah. I think both sides should be entitled to see it all. Right. And the judge felt that Kelly was being deceitful. So David Temple's case was overturned in 2016 and he was set free. Oh, shit. That is until another prosecutor decided to try his ass again with all evidence presented to both sides of the defense and the prosecution. They got it all. Mm-hmm. Now, I could tell you that all this evidence that was withheld could be a whole nother podcast. It would take me a whole nother hour to tell it. So I'm not going to tell it. It is compelling. It's basically bringing in those kids that have since retracted statements And it's more on this Riley Sanders dude being a suspect. Okay. Riley took the stand in both trials. His statements didn't change. He claims, yes, he was a stoner. He got grounded because of Mrs. Temple. He didn't hate her. He wouldn't kill her. He was with kids that day that smoked pot, that looked for more pot. He fell asleep. He never acted weird. He never acted off. Cops and the jury found Riley credible then and now. And so after the second trial, David Temple was found guilty again in 2019. However, the jury was deadlocked during sentencing phase. So in Texas, I guess the jury gets to do the sentencing also. Mm -hmm. So the judge had to declare a mistrial for the sentencing portion of David's trial. Then COVID hit. And so... It got pushed and pushed and pushed. So David is still awaiting his sentencing and the trial is set for March of this year and he could be let out on parole. He also could get sentenced to life or he could get 20 years. I mean, we just don't know. So we'll see in March. Okay. Well, my thoughts are for one, I'm going back to the gunshot residue evidence. 
mm-hmm. that was on her and him. That don't make no sense. And also, I would like to point out that there was the difference between this and Scott Peterson is that there is no physical evidence that ties Scott Peterson. Like, there's no gunshot residue. There, There's no, there's nothing. Not going to find it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I do believe that, I mean, you could, I guess you could possibly say that he has gunshot residue on his sleeves because he touched Belinda. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the well, only. Yeah. That's the only thing. So let me just that's tell you what aw- I actually yeah, think. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Let me tell you what I think happened. I think David did kill her. I think he killed her in her closet to reduce the noise um, of anybody hearing the gunshot. I think she dropped her keys on the stairs when he forced her upstairs as she got home from work. Yeah. He shot her. He opened up some drawers. He took the TV off the stand, broke the glass in the door when it was open, not thinking about the glass break. Right. Right. He also left his dog outside, not thinking about how that would look. He left with his son. And the reason it took so long from him to get to the store to Home Depot was because he took a detour to throw out the gun somewhere. Some suspect that it was in the middle of a rice field in the middle of nowhere, which I think it probably is. Some thought it was in a lake. They did search the lake. They never found the gun. Who knows? There was a witness that said they saw David's truck and him in the truck at an intersection opposite of where David said he was going, which may get very plausible that the gun is in that field. David got home knowing that he would walk into a house that he just trashed. Um, so that's why he left his son in the garage because who does that? Like you don't leave your three-year-old in a garage ever. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. He then ran to his neighbor's house, um, but didn't want the neighbor to come in. So he left him outside before the police got there. He then continued his douchery because let's be honest, he got what he wanted. He didn't want another kid. He didn't want his wife. Right. He wanted to be with Heather. Right. And he did. I mean, he married her. Oh, Heather also stuck by him through the first 10 years of him being in jail. She raised his son. Uh, They did not let the son see his grandparents on Belinda's side of the family. Heather did file for divorce. So in 2019, right before his trial, which means those three years that he was out um, before his second trial must not have been as good as those affair days. Right. David, um, David's whole family, even Evan, his son, who is now an adult, believes in his innocence. And although I don't think he's innocent. Um, I don't hold that against people. We, we talk about that a lot. I mean, I think it's just, it's really hard to uh, accept. And you're not, you're not even able to be, it's impossible to be unbiased and it's impossible to accept. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. And I, I mean, you don't want to think that your dad is a murderer. Right. You know, of course, because what does that say about you? Even though it doesn't say anything about you to all of us, you feel some kind of way that it does say yeah. something about you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's complicated. Sad. Yeah, it is. Um, so we'll find out. We'll give you an update in March on where David is going to be spending the rest of his days. Um, but it's a tough one, you know, and and it does that Riley Sanders does put a little bit of like, like a thing in your head. You know, the kid did have a 12 gauge shotgun. Um, he was used to using shotguns. Right, well, he listen, if you're, got grounded. if you're a douche and your wife is killed, you're, you're going to prison. So that is Ask what Scott I Peterson. think. It it's doesn't like, matter if there's a robbery dude, across the street. <laughs> I know. Matter. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. There was a robbery in the neighborhood also. So the thing <laughs> is, is like, it's so Scott Peterson. This happened actually. So Scott Peterson's trial was right before this trial. Mm-hmm. Although um, this happened before Lacey Peterson passed. So it's just, I think it put that on the radar. Like, yes, these people could kill their pregnant wives. I think he did. He did. I know he did. Okay. It's and before just, I know people are already they're not, typing as we're speaking, they're writing a review. I'm never listening. I heard this one host said that the Scott Peterson. 
I must just say, <laughs> I mean, that is kind of, please, please take a second and just know like that is our job we, is to evaluate all the evidence. We and did. I just have an opinion about this one thing based on hours and hours of me looking into this. And okay, you so don't have to agree with me. We also have a, I think it's a two-part episode yes. on Scott Peterson that we did. So if you want to listen, I am against him. And yes, Gretchen and we're is. still friends. So if Tab and I can still be friends, <laughs> you guys can you still can be our friends too. You can continue to listen, even though yeah. you disagree with my opinion. Okay. Yes, I, I can't. Think we all just everybody... get along. <laughs> we should. Okay, so if you want to get along with us more, please go to our patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And please also follow us on all of our social media platforms. We appreciate it. Uh, They say that's how you grow. And, you know, we're (laughs) We're growing. (laughs) We're we're trying. Tell your friends about us. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday with our bonus episode. And Gretchen is doing it on Elvis. And you guys, if all things Presley, multiple crimes, crazy, multiple crimes all in one. So it is, if you haven't joined yet, it is now the time. So do that and uh, clinkity clink, clink, clink.